Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that one shot Can I say something that I think is bullshit? Don't fool agent. Yes, we sell out. He also told me he was on acid. Yeah, you better wash that mic off. I was gonna fill it up with my own urine. Alcoholica. And I talked about digging a hole in a fucking dirt and smoking hash through the ground. Oh, I don't know. There's all kinds of shit. And shower filled with women. <laughs> Sit your ass down, Lars. Shoot a pair of women's legs walking down the street. Eight women washing you down at once, you know. Come up here, Lars points to me. <laughs> And his skin is bubbling like on the Toxic Avenger. Boyfriends and dads looking for me. Ten minutes? Singing along, fucking along, doing the something the fuck along. Here we go! Yo, Duder, this is Bob O'Rourke from Chicago, Jeff and Shane's OG guest and ratings bar setter. And you're listening to him podcast for all. All right, then. Back to him, podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw, and I'm Jeff Winslow. Jeff, I feel like I live at your house because this is the third installment of you and I playing Beavis and Butthead on the couch, watching a little Metallica DVD. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to start charging you rent for how much you're here. Can I get a parking pass? Yeah, yeah, we validate. Okay, we're getting there. Can I get like a food allowance as well? Yeah, you know, I think we could probably work that into the budget. Maybe I should put some Coors Light and Liquid Death on my rider for when I'm present in your home. Yeah, we'll have to sign a contract and send you the advance. I think we can do that. Do it from the feedback we got from the 1983 Metro commentary we did, as well as Through the Never. We are here for night three. Everyone's digging this, so third time's a charm. Hopefully this is a home run. Yeah, let's see how it goes. This is definitely going to be the longest one we've done and the longest episode I think we've ever done. Quite possibly. I think after a year of probably mentioning Seattle 89 almost every other episode probably, we're we're due. Yeah, we're due and it's it's time to to do a little commentary on the greatest live DVD ever made. Greatest live DVD in terms of memories, thrashing, uh, classic late 80s production, old school can lights. I mean, there's no electric chairs or fancy lasers. This is old school production. It's as old school as it gets, but yet it still stands the test of time. I should also silence my phone. 
Yes, please silence all phones and pagers and anything else. <laughs> Since we're in the Winslow uh, basement movie theater, I already chalked up strike one. <laughs> you only get one more. We don't do three strikes here. Okay. <laughs> when you think of Seattle 89, what image comes to your mind right away? I have one. Uh, probably the Eat Fuck Explorer. It, it's, it seems to be like the first thing that always pops in my mind. I That's solid for something... Something with me, it's always Newstead doing that crazy hair mill during Battery. Oh, yeah. Yep, he does it during Battery and uh, Blackened, too. Yep, it's that he's playing that all-natural uh, Alembic bass, mm-hmm. and the camera's going from right to left, and his hair mill is just going like Mach 7. That's why he can't play like he does now. Little little neck pain there. <laughs> Well, here we go, folks. If you're following along with us, we are at the part of the DVD at the 3 minute and 24 second mark. This is the scene where the, what do you call that thing, the marquee? Yeah, the marquee with the uh, the band name on it. The Seattle Coliseum marquee. The sun's kind of going down. It says, in concert, Metallica with the cult tonight, 8 p.m. <laughs> the line forms after 6 p.m. on the west side. <laughs> Again, three minutes and 24 seconds. We're on pause. I'm ready to hit play, man. All right, man. Let's do it. Seattle 89. Here we go. Oh, look at those haircuts. A lot of denim. Mullets. Braces. Someone being carried out on a stretcher before the show even starts. Yeah. Look at old dressing room. I love it back back before they were really famous. True. Notice that old school scary guy in the dress on the wardrobe case. Yep. That didn't last long. As long as his face when he's getting his arm massage, like. Mm-hmm. I love how he crushes that beer. This is back when they were still having fun. Oh, God, yeah. Next show, I want you to jump on my back like that. (laughs) All right, get me one of them bowling ball Tom Andersons, and you got a deal. There you go. One of your favorite guitars? Definitely one of my favorite Kurt guitars ever. Probably a top five. Speaking of the bowling ball, there it is. Yep. And then he takes it off and puts the Zorlac on, which that will that will probably still always be number one for me. Zorlac? Yeah. Gotcha. There it is. I love how some of these crowd shots are looped throughout the show. Yeah, it's the same. You see the same scenes. I just wish so badly I could have saw this show. (laughs) Yeah, that's a bucket list item from being eight years old. Yeah, can can we have a bucket list time traveling? (laughs) No. I'd be there with you, bro. Right. This temple is awesome. 
hey, when that field was still headbanging. <laughs> and then he started getting paid a million dollars, and he's like, eh, I don't need to do that no more. I don't need to bang anymore. Love that speed. Love that drum kit. The gray. Oh, hey, there's bass. Yeah, sounds good. Opening with the eat fuck. And if you think about it, they, he closes with the fuck em up. Yep. Explorer Central. That's all you see in this concert in our Explorers. Yeah. Oh, Jason backing. Missed that. Yeah, this was definitely the best tour for Jason's backups as far as, like, heavy goes. Just screaming and growling. Yep. Yeah, look at that here, Mill. Gotta love that James always wore the cliff skull ring. Oh, yeah. This is the footage where... Oh, never mind. Sorry, I screwed up. I was thinking about the Beavis and Butthead video where he goes, There's Beavis, there's Beavis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's during Bells. Obviously, I've always been a fan of in-the-round productions and stages. Yep. But this is what I call a 60-40 stage. 60% of the arena filled and then the back 40s, you know, draped off. Yep. Of any simple 60-40 setup, this is the backdrop, the the stone marble look, the lions, Doris. It makes it look way bigger than it is. It's Yeah, if you think about this, this was... I mean, this is the Seattle Coliseum, which is a pretty si good size arena. It's but a, lo oh. a lot of these shows were in like a theater. Right. And it still looked beefy and heavy, and that marble and those pillars make, make it look a lot bigger than it was back then. It's weird to think that this tour wasn't completely in arenas. <laughs> right. There was just a certain intensity of them at this time, and even like James's vocals that no other era or tour captures. Like you, you hear stuff from the Puppets tour. I mean, it's raw, it's heavy, right? But it's not like this. And then the Black Album, it's not even close to like his vocals aren't as intense as they were on this tour. And there's only a couple years difference there. Yeah, two years. That's what's crazy. I feel like they're still in the era here where they're hungry. Yeah. Really hungry for the next big step or big deal. Yep. 
they had like just kind of made it to the next plateau, but it was still at that level where they were like, we're still going to fucking, it's going to be the most intense thing you've ever seen. Yeah, we either dominate or we don't. Yep. Full version, by the way. Yep. No cheating. I've always wanted to do the full version. I haven't heard this version in years. I wish they still played that part. It's such a badass part. Yeah. Coming out of that transition on drums, not easy. Yeah, that's why you can hear it because he doesn't do it the way he does on the album. He just goes. Turn, he turn, just turn, keeps turn, time turn. with. He just keeps quarter notes on the kick. Yep. I know coming out of that is an absolute bitch. I'm sure he got frustrated with it over the years and just said, "All right, fuck it, we're not playing that part." Yep. Like I don't feel like doing just a four count on the fucking kicking. No, to keep time and to come out of that funky time signatures they're doing, it's a bitch. Yeah, but they had something to prove on this album. Absolutely. I love this transition into the Bell's kick. I think that's why I still feel like this album is better than Puppets. Because Puppets, you know, a lot of people feel like Puppets is the best because they just, they went in, they naturally wrote it. But with this album, I feel like they went in... To prove something. To prove something, to... to Say that, hey, we can do puppets, but even better. You right. Know what I mean, the next level. And I feel like they accomplished that. This energy they get going here is amazing. That's why the Black Album was what it was. That's why it was mainstream because they knew they weren't going to top this album technically. You, you can't. You're going to try to write something more technical than Black, and good luck. Yeah, with within Stain as a thrash metal band, at that point, then you'd turn into a progressive band. <laughs> Here's where Lars points. Right here. There's Beavis. There's Beavis. See? There's Beavis. <laughs> Sit Lars. your ass down, Lars, and play the drums. <laughs> Lars is like, don't look at me. Look at them. I know. Look at that view. Great bass tone. I've always thought that Jason's like heavy pick sound just fit them perfectly. It did. I love how Jason is still like kind of the main focal point right now with the wah, but James is standing in front of him on that little catwalk. Oh yeah, he can't he can't give up <laughs> his attention the catwalk only goes out like three feet too <laughs> it's just like an extra little cube they can stand on where that grating is and that was a big deal yep that's where you go to solo and stand out in front but jason's still playing that you know key part and james <laughs> like nope i'm standing right here fuck you my turn yeah more spotlight please i think i've seen that happen on stage in real life at our own shows Yes.
they're standing on just this normal stage with steps and two square boxes and they're like and that's it and they're like oh if you guys only knew what was coming next <laughs> just think you go from a setup like this in a year and a half to the snake pit yeah that's that's quick I mean, you look at that stage left to right, it's not that wide. No, it's not. That whole setup, it's not that big. I like the shoes that are already been thrown on stage. Yeah, right. There's like a high top over by the monitor. By the time you get to the end of the show, the stage is just trashed. Yeah, there's a lot of shit. Okay. The other interesting part is Kirk and Jason still have pedal boards by their microphones. Yeah, controlling their own shit. Yep. Those went away the next year. With the exception of wah pedals. Yeah, wahs and Jason had some effects like on the San Diego. Mm -hmm. But this is the end of the era of Kirk having a pedal board by him. He turned all Hollywood and had someone else do it. That's right. <laughs> You're going to do this for me now, sir. I don't think Justin was... No... His old text name was Danny. Dude, you could see up his nose there. Yeah, back when he had a nose ring. Yeah. He had the gold nose ring. Yeah. Look at that nose hair, bro. You got to trim that shit. <laughs> Just the aggression with the drumming how hard the guitars are being played it's just like we are out for blood and we are hungry yeah they definitely dominated now do you like playing this solo here yeah at the end of bells yeah it's fun it's become such an iconic part of a live show that's what's amazing Just think you've played that 500 times. Pretty much. <laughs> like riding a bike? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all pretty basic. You know, runs that he's doing and a bunch of random guy shit. Just making noise. Now get, we're talking. He had to get his little Jimi Hendrix on. There's always some Hendrix influences in there. Yes, uh, all the time. Kirk is the heavy metal Jimi Hendrix. That dude jumping up there looks like Lars. He's <laughs> got that wavy like hair. The last tour where you'll see James play the same guitar three or four songs in a row. Three songs in a row. <laughs> I just wish that guitar would have lasted longer than this tour in the middle finger anyways. I'm guessing it got so beat up it doesn't stay in tune much for long. 
Oh yeah, that headstock is all sorts of fucked up. Think of the miles on that gear. But he should have had some more of them made and brought it into the black Omera. Maybe a black one with the middle finger in those. Good point. Oh, there's your guitar, Jeff. The black Les Paul. That's on your wish list. Yeah, I still wish I had a, a PC. <laughs> Les Paul custom. Lars playing 1988 Dino Beat hi-hat. Yeah, with the... Hand-hammered. The natural sticks with the green tape, unlike the heads from the uh, Through the Never. Tape is OG, like the old Regal Tip sticks. Yep. But those hi-hats are Dino Beat hand-hammered. Can't find them anymore. I like how they seem to be kind of ahead of their time with the lighting on their faces. There's a lot of can lights that are like those cans right there by his monitors that yeah. made a huge difference on how they lit them from underneath. Yeah, especially for filming it too. Yeah, in the late 80s you didn't see that kind of detail of, you know, lighting from below. They were always two steps ahead of the game. They were. It's some of that simplest lighting technique that, you know, has given us fans some of the best pictures ever. Yeah, Halfin likes those. Yeah. <laughs> That's when that famous green is underneath James, like, Justice in Black Elm era. Yep. It's that simple can stuff by the monitors that make that look. Jeff's favorite solo. <laughs> I don't mind playing this solo. I actually like, I like playing this solo. But it's different, isn't it? There's a few interesting parts of it. Time for a liquid death, man. Well, LD. Yes, sir. <laughs> LD dub. <laughs> <laughs> I love how back then there's only five picks on his mic stand. And that's all they got for the whole night. Now there's about 15 mic stands with 12 on them. Right. Back then they were a little out of budget. I wish they would have made a year and a half in the life of Metallica during this tour. This, this era? Yep. You're just getting picky, Jeff. I know. Well, when I build my time machine, I'll go back in time and I'll say, hey, you guys should really make a documentary, too, for this. I agree. Leave me the fuck alone. Stage has, like, bottles and cans on it now in front yeah. of the drum riser. It's getting dirty. Yep. Somebody wash that mic off. By the end of the show, they could have an estate sale with what's up on the yeah, stage. Yeah, <laughs> some gems. Reach Seattle. This is my favorite part of the song. 
I love when you rip this. It's a good solo. Oh, God, yeah. I get excited here and tend to speed up. This is one of those songs, I, though, at the end, you can... You, it's okay to speed it up. I, I always find myself, like, trying to stay on the meter. Like, it's exciting and it's easily... This song, this song has that groove, though, that once it gets going, it's like, it's all right. Like, all right, let's keep it trucking. <laughs> right. You know, after watching through the never and hearing his voice there, hearing it in the, at the metro, and then hearing it here, it's really something else when you look at the progression of James Hetfield's voice compared to a lot of other musicians. I mean, there are so many bands out there that their voice literally sounds the same now as it did when they started. Yeah, I think of James though. I mean, out of any band in history, I feel like his voice has legitimately changed more than any other singer. Like, every oh, era... God, yeah. Every era sounds arguably very different. Yeah, I just think Metro to Seattle to Through the Never. It's, I mean, it's... Three, three different, different people, people. Literally. Yeah. I love how Lars is like, don't look at me again, point to the crowd. Yeah. We're <laughs> filming a live show, not my ass. Fucking live gig. That ending he's doing right now still happens today. Yes. China, floor time. China, floor time. China, floor time. Death of the 30 years later. Hey, it works. Absolutely. <laughs> and I miss when he called everybody friends. Nutty. I miss this era kind of banter. James, will you talk like this from now on? Sure, dude. I got the tape. I got the cassette. Your tits. Whatever you fucking got. <laughs> and then she cheers. I love that part. She's like, yeah, I agree. The Alembic. Yep. Awesome bass. He's still playing the Eat Fuck. Still playing it. Yep. Yeah. Kirk and him and Jason have both switched, but. Four songs in. James is like, fuck that. I'm playing this thing. Yep. I love that Alembic bass. Wake up, fucks. so weird seeing the roads getting played on Harvester. And on not, Harvester. And not sad. <laughs> so what you're telling everyone is Kirk's Jackson is usually a detuned guitar. After this album it was. Like usually like a Sabbath true. And then when they used to tune Seek down, he'd play that. Yep, he did play it on Seek. Yep. I wish they would still do that. I love that song in D. That was during like Death Magnetic era. And uh, St. Anger, too. I think they did it, too. Yes. Yep. It just... It, that's a heavy song in D. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> there it is. He's doing the eyes move again. The gory already, move. Even though he's already done it. That's right. Is that Nico on stage? Yeah, I think that is Nico. <laughs> is this an Albuquerque? <laughs> Playing the Crush'em guitar he has. Yep. Harvester on drums. Very easy, very fun, very hard to keep the tempo back. Yeah, that's why they play it so fast now. They do. The gotta do, gotta do, gotta cha. That fill is where you can rush it, and then you get into the next bar, and you're like, oh shit, we're fast. This is one of the songs you have to kind of tell yourself, kind of play it in slow motion. And it's funny because the older they get, the faster they play the songs. Yep. This song is better the slower it's played. Yeah, it's one of those songs that has weight. It's a pocket type of song, not. Jeff. If you want weight, I'm your fucking guy. I'm your fucking guy. How long do we have to wait? Thrashing. Kill that symbol. And to think over 40 years, Lars's kit really hasn't changed. Take away rack tom number one and rack tom number four, and that's his configuration. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. He's got an extra crash symbol on his right-hand side. Take that one symbol and the two rack toms off, and that's his, that's well, his kit and, today. And then he had that, didn't he have the extra hi-hat from the remote? The remote hat. Yep. Yeah, he'd play that, that on, like, battery. And then I think uh, Four Horsemen, too. In this concert, I think he's playing some of it on that. Maybe, maybe you, it's not that song. I think it, you, no, you're correct. I just had to think about it. It's been a while since I've seen this one, too. That's why when you and I said we're going to watch these and do commentary, I've purposely not watched for right. a, a long time because I'm like, it's going to be good when we press play on this shit. Yeah, because then every reaction that people are hearing are reactions that we... I mean, obviously we know this stuff, but it's oh, like, dude. oh, hey, things that, you know, maybe you either forgot or it's like, oh, yeah. can't wait until we get to the banter before Injustice for All. <laughs> like, I was just thinking about it now. I don't know why, but I was thinking about it, and I'm like... We're a few minutes away from that. We are, but that banter's so, like, upbeat, and then it goes into a tape. Like, right. it's so weird. <laughs> all that banter, and then he goes, Injustice for All. And then tape. Like, now they don't ever have anything before a tape. I thought you were getting excited for Newstead's banter before Thing. Uh, that's a good one, too. Fun part live. I usually sneak a really quick drink of Gatorade here. Yeah, anytime you can get a quick second to take a sip of your water, your Gatorade, your beer, whatever it is you're you drinking. You gotta take advantage of you it. You gotta take it. If Chris is away from the mic, I watch closely. He sees me drinking, he gives me a couple moments. Yep.
<laughs> Deep bark. <laughs> I love this transition too. Repeat footage right there of the crowd. Yep. We've seen them already. Same movement. Let's see if you, let's see if you know what the fuck this shit is. A two count. That's a quick count into four horse. We should do that little transition. I like that. Yeah, he's just playing uh, 16th notes on the toms there. Yeah. I got to turn my phone off here. Don't people know we're watching Seattle? I know. You're popular tonight. It's midnight. Go to bed, everyone. <laughs> Still on the eat fuck. Was it song five? He, he'll never stop playing that on this show. I mean, he pretty much plays the whole show with that guitar. A lot of it. I love that dude, the mullet guy with the mustache. <laughs> yep. We see him again later. Same footage. Oh, there you go. With the hi-hat. Yep. <laughs> Remote hat. Remote hat easier to play on on the right side. That's why he got rid of Tom 1. He said he can move the hi-hat over so he wasn't reaching so far to his left. Oh, right. With Tom sense. 1 guy, he could move it over a little bit and more, what do they call that? Egonomically friendly? Egonomical? Yeah, that, that word. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big fucking word. <laughs> Egonomically. I just invented a word. Yeah, that... That's a word. That's a made Egonomically. Hashtag that shit. Yeah, hashtag egonomically. <laughs> it's for people that have not big egos, but not little egos. It's just semis. Yeah, I'm talking all just playing a hi-hat, dude. <laughs> Ergonomical. Thanks, bud. <laughs> wow. The more you know. <laughs> right. Ding, ding, ding. Tonight on in podcast for all grammar lessons. I love it. I love Jason there. Just running just ape shit. Just takes off, yep. Even James' screams at that time, like his... I don't know if I want to call them screams, but the yells, they were just so intense. So ballsy. Yeah. It was like, very egonomically screamed. <laughs> That's fast. And why weren't they playing the full version this tour? Yeah. Seattle needs a little Leonard Skinner interlude. Some of James's faces during this part, he looks so drunk already. Yeah. Bet you had some hot beers out in the car. Whenever he's singing on Jason's mic, he's like standing straight up because his mic was so low. Yep. Just screaming that. Because Jason was all about metal. So metal. 
Oh, yeah, the chin. You and I do that to each other a lot. Fuck you off the chin. <laughs> 16 of those, by the way. That's a lot. Chokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nostril cam. Like, James, why'd you get rid of the nose ring, bro? <laughs> Love that footage, how that camera goes up. It's like on a big boom arm. Yep. I think of that a lot, too, when I think of Seattle, but not as much as his battery hair mill. Great solo. Play it, Jeff. This is a fun solo to play, too. This one's pretty straightforward. It, everything off of Kill Em All is... You say that about every solo just because you're able to play it upside down in, you know, in a pool <laughs> underwater with your fucking eyes taped shut. <laughs> oh, this isn't that bad. He's going... Hey, there is some... The blackened solo is actually kind of tough. I love how you say horse is easy, but the day that never comes fucks you up. It's just the intro solo, too. It's not even the fast solo at the end. It's just the intro solo with the timing that fucks me up. That's what's funny. <laughs> horse, <laughs> ride, no problem. Day, oh, I got to concentrate. I Yeah, I had to think about like When I made the playthrough video for that, I was like, all right, I actually have to sit down and fucking think this through. Yeah, you're happy. You were playing a club three years ago. Right. <laughs> what makes me wonder is... It never gets old. Did he decide to do that when they walked off stage, or did they say, "Hey, Jason, go up and say this before this song"? You know, because like they're they're pretty controlling of what happened on and off stage. So it makes you wonder, like, because if they're like, "Hey, you need to come up with some banner for this tour," right? I think it's cool though that they let the new kid go up there and fucking introduce. Yep. Uh, different guitar for James because Thing is in a different tuning, correct? Yeah, yes, it's detuned. Black Dot Explorer. It makes, is that the one that ended up being one of the main ones he used on the Black album? I believe so. They just called it Black Dot. Yeah. Oh, you what? Because you put out an album called the Black album, you couldn't play a white guitar no more, James? What's, Something like that. What's, what's going on? Tell us about Kirk's guitar here, Jeff. That it's a Fernandez, I believe. Fernandez Strat. Yeah. Don't see that much. Just this tour, and a little, little bit on the puppets. I was tour. about to say it was a little bit on the puppets era too. The reason I know he had that on puppets is you see some dressing room pictures with Cliff. Yep. 
when they're in those dressing rooms that have the big light bulbs in the mirror, like the Hollywood dressing rooms. Yep, and he's playing it. And he's always playing that backstage, but you didn't see much of it. And you see, that's another great thing about this concert is the guitars that they played. <sighs> Classics. Museum pieces. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't even know where the the real Zorlak is now. The original. I, I think it got donated to some, like... I don't know. Hard Rock or something, maybe. I wonder where that Fernandez is. I just Obviously, wish, they still have to eat fuck. I really wish Jackson would have never filed a lawsuit against ESP for that head sock. Things would have been different. Fun song to play on drums. A lot of weird fills, but heavy to play. Alright, here we go. This is not a super difficult solo, but this solo, when we have played it live before, I've, I've actually had to think about this one a little bit, because it's a little different than a normal Kirk Hammett solo. Well, you're getting some weird sounds out of a guitar for that solo. Yeah, he's, he's working the way where he channeled his inner slayer for this one. Kind of getting those what I refer to as sick and twisted sounds out of the guitar. Yeah. Kind of like an outlaw torn. Uh. It's just kind of this sinister, you know, whammy bar, fucking hammer on pull off thing he's doing. I refer to those sounds as an animal being killed. <laughs> wow. There's a part on. Outlaw Torin, S and M one, where it sounds like someone is being killed. It's like, Wah! oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's the slide. He literally just—that's what I refer to as. Yeah, he just takes a slide and slides it like over the freaking like pickups, like all the way down. Just and like, it just sounds nasty. That's my favorite part of that solo. That's play. what I refer to it as. And it's a couple moments in thing where he makes that sound. Especially in the end. There you go. Dun, 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 said, dun, it's not dun, a super dun, dun. difficult solo to play, but just based off of the normal Kirk Hammett pentatonics that he plays, it's, it's a little bit unorthodox for him. Egonomical. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck it came up with that word. I love it. At, call Webster's Dictionary. Add it in. I think so. Trademark that shit. I love how the product, uh, the stage props, those pillars, start off already like broken and laying down. Yeah. Like, as the show started, those pillars were already laying on the riser. Like, shit's already been falling apart. Well, because they had a budget. They could only destroy so much. All right, like, let's lay these pillars down because we can't afford to have those knocked over. Rising. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, this was this was a different band. These are all different people. <laughs> so heavy. Face the thing, Jeffrey. <laughs> Thank you. Drink time. is getting put together. There you go. Slowly being built. Mullet guy again. <laughs> then again, there's a lot of mullets. They're, they're all mullet guys. Make him welcome, will you? Can we get the janitor to get a broom out here and sweep the stage off? There is a lot of shit here already. Yeah, could you imagine the uh, hardwired stage looking like that by the end of the show? No. <laughs> the through the never stage. <laughs> These days, one thing gets thrown up there and it's cleared in about five seconds. And the person who threw it is getting thrown out. Yeah, they do not mess around with stuff on there. I always like this. I should let people throw shit up there again. Yeah, bring back the 80s. Hashtag. Ergonomical. <laughs> Egonomical. I always like this. Yeah, it's a good jam. Different, mellow. He's like, watch, I can be melodic just like Cliff was. Now he makes killing animal sounds. Yeah, this is some, like, whale sounds. Yeah. That's right, you call them whales. We talked about that in an episode once. Yep. We're just going to call this uh, Shamu at uh, SeaWorld. There's the mullet guy again. See him? The mustache mullet. If he saw that camera, he ran to it. Jason, three years ago you were playing clubs in Flotsam in Arizona, and here we are. Life's pretty good. Yeah, and your wallet's a little bit fatter. I think so. Epic bass solo, a.k.a. breather for Lars Kirk and James right now. They did do a lot of bass solos. 
Well, when you're playing two and a half hour shows, Trimmer needs a little rest. GL. Pizzle needs that shirt. Here's SeaWorld. <laughs> SeaWorld. <laughs> yep. That's like submarine Morris code. Fucking flipper. We're talking to the Russians now. <laughs> That hair is just like a mop. I'm not talking master puppet either mop. Right. We're talking mop the floor. Pizzle needs to do this bass solo. Yep. With that haircut. <laughs> Might be a few years. Just a few. Right. We'll give him a wig. Notice the handwritten set list by that wah pedal. There was no uh, fancy set list like now. The no printer, bro. Sharpie, <laughs> right? I think that Shamu talking to Free Willy. There's something going on there, man. <laughs> it's tripping me out still to this day. That had to sound good if you were there on drugs that night. Right? Sounds good right now. Get a place for someone that's tripping. See how see how they feel. <laughs> yeah. How we doing right now, pal? <laughs> Are the walls melting yet? <laughs> Are the walls still there? Right. See that's why Jason is smiling right now. He's like, I'm going to mess with y'all real quick. They charge him for that drink. <laughs> That's four ninety nine. We'll just deduct that from tonight's pay. Your per diem. Uh, one of my top favorite moments from Seattle's right here. Yep, I agree. Five minutes right here. It is so smooth. Well, the eat fucks tuned up again, so I'll take that back. Right. We we, we re-glued the headstock. It's ready to go. And the Rhodes is back. Yes, sir.
up to my volume. And to think what this hangs into. Right. It's alright that they didn't play the whole song because this is the best part of the song anyways. And it's a cliff song too. Yes, it is. I think they try to kind of respect that. Don't be jealous. I heard it at the Fillmore night too. And shit myself. And unfortunately, I will never hear them play it live. Enter Lars. Enter the Lars man. Wake up, fuck. This is a short song. <laughs> yeah. sure this has gotten voted like the greatest Metallica song of all time. Why don't they ever close with this song? <laughs> close with puppets. <laughs> you right. All eight to nine minutes of it. That should be kind of a fun song to close with. Tour where Lars still played mostly what the album fills were. Black album started to get a little different. Live wise. That's where the money came in. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, just because you're making money doesn't mean you can get lazy playing fills. I mean, maybe. We saw what the Through the Never fills were like. Yeah, we did discuss it. That's true. There was a few of them that you were not happy with. You just keep in time. That's the drummer's job, though. Because after this album, he decided that he just wanted to be the heavy metal Phil Rudd. Straightforward, man. Sad but true beats. He said, I don't need to be Dave Lombardo. I make more money when I don't play like him. Right. There's three different versions of drums for Metallica. The record, the old live, and the new live. Yes, I'm 100%. And I'll be honest, some nights when we start a song, I don't know which version I'm going to play. Right. It just depends on the energy and... Energy and the feel, and sometimes some fills are more fun to play than others, and other times you want to be more authentic to the record. It's always a little bit weird when we play Bells and you decide to play the album version. Oh, the uh, it's the last time you will cut off. It's like... Sometimes I'll throw those toms in there. Just to mess with us, too, because we're all expecting the live, you know. The cutoff. And then it's like, whoa, there was that fill. 
just hungry. Just rabid. He was hungry because he hadn't had his blazing buzzard yet. Buzzard wings. Just have that heated for me when I come off. <laughs> Late 80s slow mole features. Right. Of a scene of that Lars isn't even playing. They just wanted to show his hair flopping around. Say again. Look at him trying to solo that low. Guitar down low. Oh, God. Look at that. That looks impossible. All about the look, bro. And somehow he pulled it off. James Hetfield was the reason why I wanted to play my guitar solo. I'm sure that you're the only one in the world that's done that, too. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fun part live, double bass. Always look forward to this section. Play it, Jeff. Fix me, fuck. Remember late 80s, early 90s, those slip-on shoes were popular? Oh, yeah. You see some slip-ons by the drum riser. They're popular again now. They came back. They are? The Like just the slip-on canvas shoes? Like a van slip-on? Oh, yeah, dude. The super popular. I got a couple pairs of them upstairs. What? Where have I been? Those are, I That's been my stage shoes for a while. I had some slip-ons. Uh, yeah, but you got the good ones. I'm talking about the old dorky ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> The old dorky ones. Yeah. Those 80s, 90s ones were not good. They were not economically friendly. Dude, I'm just going to get me some Velcro shoes. Okay. <laughs> the pause there. Or I should say the non-hi-hat count. Same guy they just showed in the scene before. Yep, about two minutes ago. Uh, one thing that Lars was a pioneer of that I love about him, his cymbal microphones are underneath the cymbal. Oh, rather than... I never like overheads above a kit. It looks tacky. He was always about that cosmetic, keep it... Keep it... 
clean and clean and out of the view. All his symbol mics, even those big suckers in the '80s, were underneath the symbol. I love that. Like in Through the Never, he's got two big ass overheads. Oh yeah, yep. Never a fan of that overhead look. Listen to that growl. <laughs> that ain't no. <laughs> that ain't no fight fire Trujillo. Ninja Trujillo. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. A little bit of energy there. Oh, just throw that. Hope you catch it, Andy. And if not, whatever. I'll get a new one. I don't know. They're out of budget here. That's true. Glue it back together. You only see about three guitars here per guy. See, Lady Justice isn't looking as busty as she did in Through the Never. That's true. Did you say that was with two C's? Thick with two C's. Thick with two C's. <laughs> I love Jason's smile here. He's going, God, life is good. Right now, life is good in about 10 years. It, it 12. 12 years? I'm out of here. <laughs> right. the video that pretty much changed it all for me fade in seattle yeah this is what basically like you're like this really is it got the ball rolling oh yeah he's playing the lpc the lpc and this is back when i with dr that, dre thought that james hetfield looked like joe dirt that's right we talked about that maybe in episode one yeah it was early on that was really early I remember seeing this on headbangers ball on mtv too Ricky Rockman? Yeah, Rackman? And they, yeah, and they had just this video of just this song. It was a music video. Quote, unquote, music video. <laughs> we should have Ricky on the show. Still does that to this day. With oh, the, yeah. With the sticks. And keeps time with the hi-hat uh, click. Yeah. So you were watching this. So you saw this video before you saw this whole Seattle concert. Yes. You're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, well, well, initially, the very first time, like I said, I saw it, and I was like, oh, this dude looks like Joe Dirt, and I was into other music, and I, it didn't really strike me until, I think it was, because, you know, Headbangers Ball would play during the day, and then it would play again at, like, you know, midnight or 2 o'clock right. in the morning. Yep. And it was either that night or with one of those days, you know, after I saw this, that it really clicked for me. I was like, wow, this is it's amazing. And then, yeah, the rest is history after that. I'd say it turned out well for you. Yeah, not bad.
I think it's more powerful watching them on this, you know, 60-40 end of the arena stage than in the round because you always know where they're at. Yeah. When you watch Cunning and Through the Never, when there's some, like, fast camera changes, you're just always trying to figure out where they're at. Yeah, they pretty much... There wasn't too many places they could go. I also find myself when you watch those in the round videos, it's like, okay, where are they now? What... Who are they facing? Where's the drum kit at? This is just straightforward. We're here to just cram it down your throat. So yeah, Metallica, if you're listening, you know, maybe you could do a, a short little tour where you just do an old school stage setup. It would actually be kind of cool to see them do this type of setup now because you're so used to it. Like, right. Of course, you're expecting this big ass stage. Stadium. This, yeah. Like bring it back to the old school you know, I'm not saying play clubs, but, you know, just the old school stage setup. It'd be kind of cool to see them do that again. If nothing else, at least just for one show. And bring back can lights. None of this LED shit. Right? Hey, can you guys recreate binge and for <laughs> us? Go get the old lighting rigs from a company that probably went out of business 20 years ago. <laughs> a little, little warm on stage. That's a lot of can lights. That's about a hundred degree stage. Ooh yeah. song never gets old planned for me yeah this is you know so to this day the song that if i ever got the opportunity to play a song live with metallica this is the song they pick it's only appropriate that the song that started it all would be the song that i would play with them <laughs> very true weird seeing him play this part with like starting it without the wah you know because of how much he uses it now yeah compare 89 wah usage to today right Going, God damn, this guitar is a lot heavier than my other one. A little heavier than the Zorlac. <laughs> well, come to think of it, this is the tour where that guitar first came out, isn't it? Is he, did, did, did he play it in the puppets era? Zorlac? No, the no. last fall. Uh, no. So this, yeah, this is the first 
There was no less Paul on puppets at all. Yeah. No. I, that's literally From what we've seen. No. It's something that I've never thought about until just now. I was like... The more you know. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> right? <laughs> this live end has been with us for 40 years. Watch Jason. <laughs> Do a little dance. Another interesting little tidbit about the LPC is it looked like it still had gold hardware on it. So. Here we go. Love that. Nutty again. That needs to make a comeback too. Hashtag nutty. Yep. Egonomical. Don't tell that word to Gene Simmons. He'll try and patent it and make money off of it. Probably. Didn't he trademark orange juice? I don't know. He tries to trademark everything. Which, I mean, good for him. Atlas Rise. <laughs> this song is called The Unforgiven Tooth. Bowling ball. If you don't know the words, just pull out your smartphone and look them. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, all you had was your car keys, your wallet, and your Bic lighter. Right. Maybe some cocaine. You're probably some cocaine. Your Marb Reds. Here's the burp. The burp. sign. <laughs> burp. <laughs> I should make a sign. That's a, yeah, you got to do we it. We should do that. So what? <laughs> Good looking chicks with some old school uh, perms. Five bucks. A kick count. A kick count. A four kick. I like how it shows James and then it shows Jason and then it goes to Lars. Like, right. are y'all ready? Here we go. <laughs> this is the part of the show, folks, where I have to make Jeff jealous and remind him that Kirk's guitar right now, I've held, played, caressed, and drooled on. And drooled. <laughs> as long as there was no splooge on it, we're good. Almost. <laughs> we need to have the owner of that guitar on the show. 
Yeah, and I need to go to his house so I can play that guitar. Yes, we do. He needs to just give me a chance to buy it. <laughs> I, I'd say that's fair. Like, he's got enough really cool guitars, he could part with that one. Yeah, his collection's got the uh, the uh, decades covered. That's what I'm saying. Like, come on, give someone else a chance. Five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him my best Pawn Stars impression. Repeat footage again there. Pawn Stars. Best I can do is 20 bucks. You know, when we were watching the Metro Chicago show, it's funny how fast Seek and Destroy became the crowd interaction experience. Yeah, and it, I think they knew early on that that song was going to capture you know the crowd as far as that... Because that, that chorus is that call and response type of chorus. Just the catch of it. Yeah. Your mom's on sale. Sick being what we know, bro. Yeah. Most of our fans know that shit, though. At least the ones that listen to this show. Oh, my God. Sick demo. Oh, you cannot watch this for a couple of years and it comes right back to you. It's like riding a bike. Yep. Let's wake the neighbors up, Seattle. On the back of that headstock of Kirk's guitar, it says Sarge. Oh, really? Yep. He was even on the cover of a guitar magazine with that cover, or with that guitar. 89 Guitar Worlds? Something like that. Or Guitar Player. I love how James does that little solo right before Kirk does the shredding solo. I miss the days of magazines. Now everything's on fucking online. Yeah, you just use your phone. Don't like it. I like going to Schinders and Barnes and Noble and looking at the music magazines. I'm surprised Barnes and Noble is still in business. It's like how? It's like seeing there's still a blockbuster that's open. I think there's one left in the world. <laughs> yep. It's in Oregon. Oh, is it? I believe so. Oh, thanks for spitting on me, James. <laughs> I was just going to say, oh, James, please spit my face. Appreciate that, Loogie. <laughs> Old-fashioned pit opened up. Yeah, back when there was actually still... Doc Coyle's favorite line. Yep. Drink all your beers, Doc. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god. I love that energy. It's towards the end of the song and he's still pushing people. I remember watching this concert and all of their concerts up until about the same anger era and thinking to myself, man, it is amazing that there was not more swearing in their music with how much he swears on stage. Good point. Here comes our favorite live riff that doesn't get played anymore. Good chunky riff. Yep. You got yourself some lions yet? My neighbor has some of the big heavy marble ones. Think yeah. about stealing them. <laughs> 2,000 pounds of lion. Can we borrow this for a show we have? The lions, the marble steps, the pillars. So cool. That'd be a cool, cool stage up. It's weird to see empty sta- empty seats behind them. 60-40, man. Backdrop. Repeat footage. No, out of bed. If I was a neighbor, I'd be motherfucking pissed. <laughs> hey, James, say fag in 2021. Yeah. And justice for all. (laughs) (laughs) I love how there was one guy in the crowd. As he's saying fag and cunt, the guy is like really focused on James. Like, okay, I got to get this right. Right. He's like just taking it so seriously. Some more slow motion. Yep. Nine minutes and 44 seconds. Here we go. They might speed it up a little bit. Okay, 901. <laughs> 9.01. <laughs> You're still in for the long haul. Ross Helfen, the photographer, said he hates this song. What? Yep, because he always calls it justice is that, justice is this, justice is what, justice is here, justice has went, and justice were finally done. Wow, what a hater. Yeah, he was never a justice guy. He's fired. (laughs) (laughs) That's in his book. Oh, yeah, we sped up a little bit. Fun as hell to play on drums. 
See, we did something right when we picked out these concerts that we've done because now we've had two concerts with Injustice for All in it. Yeah, through the Never. They didn't play this at the Metro. <laughs> they thought about it, but they're like, yeah, we better wait a few years. They're like, Justice or Militia? Militia it is. <laughs> the world's not ready for Justice yet. Right. Anesthesia. This song is not hard for me, but there are a lot of parts to remember. Yeah, it's a pretty long song, but overall this one isn't too tough. It's what I call a mind fuck. A lot of parts you got to keep separated in your head for nine minutes. See, that's why I play guitar. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky. You can flub and nobody knows. This song is really repetitive on guitar. Well, it's repetitive on drums, but the fills are very key. If yeah. I fuck the fills up, the next verse is squashed. Let's call that one toast. Recovering this could be a train wreck. Jeff's favorite song, everyone. Yes, sir. Best Metallica song ever. Just think what song they close with. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good closer. I'll, I'll give it that. It didn't open, so you're happy. You're right. The people are figuring it out now. And they're like, oh, yep, that's right. Eat fuck, Zorlak, Alembic. All right now. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get any injustice for all. No, that was a few years later. <laughs> they could have left this part off and gone to the next verse and saved forty seconds, but oh no. No, they're channeling their future some kind of monster. Very true. Notice that old crowd barricade isn't like the big, high, beefy ones today. Yeah, it's, it's just like a little fence. Right. They're just child, child gates, baby gates. <laughs> Fisher Price. <laughs> Toys R Us crowd control. <laughs> Look at that little fencing. It's like for farm animals. They keep a chicken out. It's chicken, chicken wire. Fleet Farm. <laughs> I still like the regular mic look over the classic. I was just going to say something about that. We've gotten so used to that Sure 55 yep, vocal mic. It was cool for the one tour they did, but I wish that they would be done. Go back to these? Yeah, I think it looks better. You don't like the fat old school Sure? It just, I don't know, it makes the stage look too quote-unquote classy, and they're a fucking metal band, and they're a classy one at that, but nonetheless, like... I hear you. It's funny how we've gotten used to it, though. Yeah. How it's like, that is the Hetfield look. That's the norm now.
Now Jeff's going to say, oh, this solo's easy too. I mean... <laughs> Is it? I mean, it's not bad. It's There's a few challenging spots in it. That's always a fun part. Love this, but yeah. With the harmonic and the whammy bar. When you and I kick into this part, we always look at each other like, dude, Cause play, we're as, play as hard as you can right now. Literally. And we're always on right with that whammy bar dive. Yeah, it's we do well with that transition. Perfect. Yeah, if you've ever had broken cymbals out on the road, it was probably because of this song. <laughs> yep. That and Harvester. Look at, he's up picking it. Yep. I love when I start seeing cracks in my cymbals and just say, well, there's a $280 bill. Right. Let's see how long this cymbal can last tonight. And now it's become a pipe of white. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Justin. <laughs> or a Franken casket. Frank yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd get that reference. <laughs> I'm sure there's people out there going, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Behind the scenes circa 97. Yeah, funny. Or a Franken casket. <laughs> Half the people in the crowd are going, damn, is this song still going? Is this song over yet? Justice is not raped yet. I feel like when we've played this song, I've looked out in the crowd and I've seen people with that look on their face like, all right, it's still going. <laughs> Just going to say you saw Jason up on that ramp behind Lars looking at Doris. Yep. That's a good-sized ramp back there, mm -hmm. but you can tell they were still new to, like, more production than ramps. Yeah, because they're not No one there. ever, yeah, you never saw anyone up there. And I'm like, that's a badass ramp behind the drum kit there. They were so used to standing on their X's. And then a year and a half later, they're on a ramp above people on a snake pit, trying not to fall into the crowd. Pretty much, yeah. So cool. Be a good question we none of us know the answer to. How many times has the eat fuck been restrung in its life? Yeah. Wow. I don't think that's fucking safe. I'm just about to say, you beat me to it again <laughs> for a second time. Well, you beat me to the microphone discussion. <laughs> yeah. This is so cool. This is funny, though, because it's the same quote, and there was another episode where I was about to say it, and you said it before me. Every night, though, they said they didn't know where Doris's head was going to go. Sometimes it ended up on the drums, in the crowd, behind the ramp. I like how they made the backdrop tear down, too. Yeah. Like, the whole banner fell. 
and just think at this time, like that was like such a big deal for them. I'll do it, like you said, two steps ahead of everyone else to make that swing and look like it's you know shorting out. And I'm saying it for the record. I don't think that's fucking safe. That's a good impression. <laughs> Little Kirk voice. <laughs> Thanks, Fuck good night. Can you imagine playing Injustice for All and closing the night out? Yeah. And where we have still about five songs to go. Yeah. <clears throat> that look right there is badass. The pillars are down. Doris is half down. The banner's like ripped in two. The truss is hanging. James making it seem like oh, they might actually be done. He's walking around the stage without his guitar. Where's my water bottle? Yeah, there's his three guitars. That guitar stand. He puts the robe on already. <laughs> the robe on. Getting cold back there. <laughs> That's been signature Lars forever, that robe. Oh, yeah. So many different robes over the years. Yeah, that guitar stand is like a little tripod like when you're in high school. Yeah, no fucking road cases there. No vault, no case, just a little standalone three-piece. I love when they showed Lars drinking the water and he's all shaky like he's stroking out. Right. It's that adrenaline, man. He plays it so well, though, but he's faking it. Yeah. Chicken fence. <laughs> Look at that old Gatorade water bottle. I love the old Gatorade logo. The OG logo. Gatorade or liquor, Lars? I'm guessing Gatorade. I'm guessing Gatorade. It's weird to hear this intro and think at the time that was the the new hit single. Yeah. Like the Sandman of that era. Like, oh, here it is. This is the song that everybody... The, the reason they're playing... This is in, the hit. <laughs> the reason they're in an arena is because of this song right now. Right? This is the hit, finally. Some people are going, are they going to play that Landmine song? I don't know the title of it. Are they going to play the War song? The No Arms song? Are going to play that one song? You know, that one. This had to be exciting for him because this is the first tour with Pyro. Yeah. It's pretty decent. That's some big shit going off there. 
There's the classic pic- the picture right there. Is that what you picture? I so there's this uh, Metallica book that I have in like one of like the main shots in the beginning of it is that one right there when you see the explorer. Purple backlit. Yep. Yeah. I think because I always looked at that book as a kid, that picture always stood out to me. On the roads. Yeah, you don't see that. James ain't got no pedal board. Right. Are you digging Kirk's uh, buckle up straps? No. <laughs> Seatbelt straps. Right. I don't like that click in version strap. Buckle up for safety. I know. You like those. I know you do. <laughs> and your Jackson's the same way. Yep. And the Zorlag, too. Your strap on. <laughs> I just realized that you're, you guys have the identical Jackson strap set up there. Oh, yeah. Literally. I don't like that click-in option. It's good stuff, man. See, I'm not a fan of the leather straps. Never have been. Like, what they use now, I feel like it always, like... Thick? Pulls on my shirt and then stretches out the collar of my shirt and then I look like I got a eunuch. <laughs> there you go. Your Levi shirt. Right. Need one of those skull shirts. Yeah you do. I'm just gonna contact HQ and say, you know, I I just think that if I had to eat fuck it'd be in a better home. So if you could ship that out. That in the Zorlac. We'd really appreciate it, Zach.
another part that's hard to uh, lay back on the tempo. Yeah. That double bass part's a little exciting. I like how they make it look like the music video. Oh, awesome strobes. Egonomical strobes. See, nowadays, when they come back and they, they tour again, you know, with how everybody is nowadays, they're going to have to put, like, warnings up on screens that says if you are at risk of seizures, close your eyes. Yeah, they do have those. <laughs> you cannot witness Seattle if you have seizure issues. Right. It's cool when you and I play venues and the lighting guy knows that cue. Yeah. Also known as Dubuque, Iowa. Yeah, they got good a good lighting through there. Spot on with those strobes. They do well with the with the lights and also with the delays on the vocals and everything too. Amazing. That one time we played one there and it was looked just like that. I was blown away. Yeah, it was spot on perfect. Didn't even tell him about it. He's like, Oh, I got you. Just looking drunk as hell. Looking up. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. I need more uh, Coors Light, Maestro. All right now. To think the song was new to them. Like, hey, we might actually have to think about what we're doing still. Yeah, we got to rehearse this. before the song became overplayed. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, Seattle. You're a creeping death. Love how back then that first set of da 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 was on the snare instead of the floor tom. I still love that to this day. You know, and this is before a lot of the classic Hetfield uh, ah. at the end of everything. Yeah. He true. just said he doesn't say creepy death. Ah. No thaws. <laughs> no thaws. <laughs> <laughs> Think how much he says that now. At the end of every word. Uh, my name is James Hetfield. Uh, it's weird. If this was this current, like, 2020 hardwired era is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. One would easily hang into creep. There wouldn't be a cutoff there. Right. It'd be da 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 
Then that they'd hang that for about 15 seconds, and then it's weird how there was a cutoff there and very quick banter for creep, and then into it. That would never happen today. And like I said, the old style needs to come back. I know. Because that, for all of the modern Metallica fans, that would be like, they'd be like, whoa, what's happening right now? I agree. This might be the best version of Creeping Death ever. This specific version. Listen to Moosedead. Now! And he holds it off for so long. The bridge to this is perfect when they get everyone involved. Blood and guts. There's the eyeball guy. The eyeballs, yep. <laughs> Doing the Undertaker eye roll. Yep. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> With a brand new metal up your ass shirt from the merch booth. Back when that shirt was still fresh. It's like, oh no, dude, you better buy that now. They're running out. Because if you don't get it, you'll have to wait 30 years to buy that Hot Topic. Yeah, in the <laughs> Met store online. <laughs> hot Topic. <laughs> I bet half the arena did not know this song. Probably not. From where they were with radio and no MTV or any of that. And everybody in that arena never thought that 10 years from now they'd be standing in yep. the middle of the desert with a green strat. <laughs> <laughs> and a biplane. Right. <laughs> Like I said, completely different band, completely different people. <laughs> yeah. Robots now. <laughs> they became clones. That's what happens to famous people. Can we get that DNA uh, formula? Yeah. This is a lot of power here. I love it. long and extended for that era for, yeah today that's normal back then that's a long one yeah like in the beginning of when they did black and the kick part where they get everyone it didn't not even do long it. they didn't do it at all it was the regular album just right into it people that don't know this song are probably going i think this is the die song I like, yeah, did you see the guy, there was a guy there with the mullet, and he was doing dying, and he kind of looks over, and he's like, I, I don't know why I'm doing this, but okay. Oh, whoa, Kirk with a boom. Kirk, boom, mic stand. Motherfucker. 
like a 90 degree angle boom. Yeah, he's got the the drummer boom where they're going to pull it away for pull it away now. The Eric Singer o- only two mics were allowed on stage at this time. <laughs> Jason, time for you to sing your verse. Still heavy as hell today. Oh, there's a different bass. That's right. I just noticed that. Yep. Shows a clip with him with a different bass. I miss him singing that. Take that. Rob would be like, so let it be done. <laughs> let it be done. <laughs> oh, see, look at Kirk's bowling ball. The bowling ball and the Zorlak at the Back same time. Back to the Zorlak. <laughs> They're running low on footage as the show wraps up. Oh, see, look at. Yep. <laughs> Five string. Oh, yeah. top five songs that we play live oh yeah easily never gets old wrong note right do you hear that yep had one too many cores during the break maestro Sweet spandex, bro. Who wants a slip on? There you go. <laughs> that fucker went far. Get some distance. Oh, whoa, Kirk. Oh, easy. There's Jeff thinking he's a drummer. <laughs> We're still going to do that next show. It's so weird that they ended the show quote unquote and then in the encore is solo. a guitar solo <laughs> not just a solo little wing the solo it's my dream no more set list right here bro yeah this, this definitely takes deep purple yeah 89 little wing solo on mine we should do little wing one of these days that would be you well, yeah, but I need I need the rest of the band to do it with me. Oh, the whole song. Well, no, because like when it kicks in. Okay, just like this. There's more than just Kirk playing. Correct. They can sit off stage and play. <laughs> that means I don't have time to go pee in a cup. Yeah, I'm not doing this whole entire spiel here. Oh, come on. Jeff the Ripper. He doesn't even know what he's playing. He's just fucking around. <laughs> Improv. I call that rainbow light scene.
like when they throw the bra at him, it hits him and he looks down and goes, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I like how this solo he's playing right now could easily be a solo from today. Like a doodle. Yeah. This could fit any doodle, like, hardwired era. That right there could. Yep. That would be the whole entire solo nowadays, <laughs> though. Just but that riffing where he's keeping time to soloing back to riffing. Yeah. That's that's never changed really. Yeah, homie can't shred like that. Now. That's the bell solo again. Once load and reload came out, he just stopped playing like that. Board. Nice shirt, lady. Oh, there it is. The fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so we can just start it right here. <laughs> okay. I want the bra to hit you first, though. And I want those rainbow lights on you. Little uh, dark side of the moon action going. That's what it kind of reminds me of. <laughs> Good call. No, it would be cool to do this. I would love to do this. Love that part. That's one thing I wish we always would have had some, like, backstage footage of, of, like, Jason and James sitting back there playing this or, like, doing when they did the Deep Purple thing. Underneath. Because they were obviously sitting down there playing it, but yep. you never get to see any footage of that. He's back on his dressing room throwing. Or his little break area throwing. Yep. Playing. Back in the blowjob zone. <laughs> yeah. The Bob Bender zone. Hell yeah. Whale noises. <laughs> Oh, 
about the same solo as the Black Album, only he was wiping his ass with the guitar on the Snake Pit stair. Yeah, and this guitar is a little bit nicer than Ivan as he plays on the Black Album. Right. <laughs> It looks like Nico. <laughs> yeah, Nico looks like a combination of like early 80s Sylvester Stallone and Kirk Hammett. There you go. The hamster. Fuck him up, Explorer. Like, yell into like a throw up sound. Sort of almost threw up. <laughs> Listen to that fucking tempo. Love it. This might shock you. Amazing classic song. Don't like playing it live. Uh, you know. Don't know why. Just it's just it doesn't do much for me live. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of in agreement with you. That's why when you really when you don't put it on the set, I'm not that upset about it. Really, I never knew that. Yeah. It's just not a song that I can enjoy live because it's just all out fucking endurance test. Just, I don't dig it from behind the kit. Full version. Most of the songs I like playing live are actually a lot of the slower laid back songs. Yeah, Low Man's. Right. <laughs> We've never played it. <laughs> Ronnie. Yeah. Like, how is it that this band wrote Ronnie? Yeah. <laughs> Where the wild things are. What? Remote hi-hat. Easier when the right hand's to the right. Playing fast. And then he goes over to the other hi-hat. Do you see that? I don't, what's the point of that? <laughs> Easier to play a blast when it's over on your right. He's like, all right, I'm good over here, but now my arm is starting to feel better, so switch it back over to here. Yeah, there's times where I wish I had one, but just for those little moments, it's not worth it. Back when Lars played double bass without triggers. That was before he even knew what triggers were, <laughs> right. man. <laughs> Holy cow. There was no hiding back then. 
It was either raw or you didn't have it. Nice slow-mo. Why would you have slow-mo on a song like Battery? <laughs> because 1989. Jason's infamous hair mill is coming up on how I picture Seattle 89. That one. Yep. Right there. That was like a cannibal corpse headbang. That's the one. Because you see that in SCOM. You see it in a lot of promos. Yep. That's a that's a famous shot of him. God, that's tight. Very rare bass you saw there. Did you see that? Yep. That black five string. Big mistake. That's a great ending, actually. Yeah. That old school hang into that four and then into that snare cutoff. Oh, throw the guitar again. You must trust your tech if you can chuck an explorer at him. That was his test to become, yeah. his, to become his tech. So if you can catch this guitar... Every night for a week. You're hired. I know that feeling. Here we go. <laughs> he starts laughing. <laughs> now, just think being on the road for over a year and playing four nights a week like that. That's some serious sweating going on, man. Or cocaine. Or coke, or... Whew. Beers. That's a lot of playing. Short amount of time. Sweet sweatpants that chick's wearing on the left. Right? Yeah, three guitars for him total, dude. That's all I needed. And what's Kirk had for? Zorlak, Les Paul, Fernandez, and Jackson. Yep. <laughs> Just think back then, even the crowd wanted it. Only took 15, 20 years to get it. <laughs> the full version. Right.
wonder why it took so long. I wonder why it took so long for me to play it. Yeah. Because it was another nine-minute song off of the same record. True. I think Kirk's wearing guest jeans. <laughs> the triangle logo. Yeah. They should have just gone gone into the double time part like it does at the very end of it. Just as medley, bro. Right. And they're like, okay, fuck this. <laughs> Lars is like, would you guys fucking learn the song so we can play it? Yeah, the rest of the guys are like, ah, we forgot it. Hot date? Out the bone. down to two picks on the mic stand running low he's like we need to end this soon otherwise I'm going to be playing with my fingers yep they didn't restock them back then Metallica, one of the only bands that can get away with closing their shows with cover songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just think of the load tour. They're either closing with Evil and Motor or Bread Fan and Overkill. Right. Well, and then look at the Black Album tour. They're closing with Stone Cold. Yeah. And close this with Fred Fan. Shh, don't give it away, bro. Oh, whoops. I love Last Crash. One minute. Spoiler, I forgot. No one's seen this before. Never. <laughs> Never. 
Like, imagine them closing with a covering nowadays. Instead of Sandman or Seek. Right. Too bad they didn't play Blitzkrieg after this. I love Evil and the Blitz, just like the record. That was a little forced. <laughs> when I think about that version, I don't like that intro now. I like how they would hang. Oh, like we do. Yeah. We'll hang from a song and it goes right into your guitar little part here. A little doodle. Yep, you can cut that intro out. It's kind of just repetitive and long. The only time it was kind of cool was for the big four. Just because everyone was up there doing it. Yes, but I like when they hang and they go right into this part. Look at that hair. <laughs> Fucking hot. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, Jason just touched his whammy. But we used a whole can of aqua milk. Because her mother was a witch. <laughs> Get it? She was burned alive because uh, she sprayed too much <laughs> aqua net in her hair. <laughs> Tried to light her cigarette. <laughs> what a thankless little bitch. <laughs> I don't think that's fucking safe. Pretty good tempo. I think we've officially reached the longest episode in APFA history, my man. Yeah, this is this is a long one. <laughs> I don't think people are complaining though. Hopefully not. I guess we'll find out. Right. Like, all right, an hour and a half was one thing, guys, but two and a half? Come on. Come on. What do you think? I got that much time to drive around in my car and listen to you two fools? Right. We've talked about production. We've talked about stage props. We've talked about way too many guitars. We've talked about drum kit configurations. We've talked about set lists. We've talked about what's fun and what's not fun to play live. We've talked about nose hair. We've talked about shirts. Nose rings. Nose rings, yeah. Uh, spandex, old canned lights, backdrops, mullets, aquanet, uh, mosh crowd, pits. Mosh pits, crowd barricades, uh, dude. Seizures. <laughs> Strobes. <laughs> um, Field goals, rebounds. Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Elvis. Covers. Uh, different microphone models, picks, sticks. Picks and sticks. I think we've covered a lot here. Symbol microphones, uh, van slip-on shoes. Yeah, estate sales with all the stuff on stage. Bras. 
unpredictable. Lighting uh, design. Pedal boards. That's true. Five bucks. <laughs> we've, we've gone over a lot, dude. We've covered it all. Every <laughs> single detail. Oh, beer, Gatorade. I'm also going to get some gerbos. <laughs> A lot of spitting. It's fucking whiplash. In just five or six years, how different it sounds. Yeah. You're talking kill them all the justice? Yeah. <clears throat> Sound as fuck. Give it to me one time. <laughs> <laughs> That's so heavy when he's singing that. (laughs) (laughs) Cutting edge. You know, and it's funny for how much that they kind of, like, held him back, you know. They really let him do a lot early on. Yeah. Very early. Fuck yeah. Your Metallica. Oh, whoa, you changed microphones there really quick, James. That was a quick edit. (laughs) Good trivia. The only song that they ever used the word Metallica. My motherfuckers. Yeah, give it up for the Seattle Supersonics. (laughs) Lars is winded. I could tell by his body language. And I'm not just saying that because it's obviously the end of the show. 
But yeah, he's he looks very tired. When you're bending over like that and kind of looking like you're stretching out your back, your body has had enough. But that's what made them what they are today is because just when enough was enough, they gave you more. Yep. But when you're kind of doing that wobble on the drum throwing, like leaning towards your hi-hat, leaning towards your floor tom, just you feel like Gumby. I know you're getting excited for the part where Lars's pants get pulled down. <laughs> Oh, hey, the stage looked a little bit cleaner. Another throwing, shoe. They started throwing the shit back out in the crowd. Cowardly lion look. God, we've talked a lot about a lot of shit tonight. Are we playing Moth, or are we playing Now That We're Dead? My Apocalypse. Good call. Blitzkrieg. I already know what we're fucking playing. So fuck you. That's correct. This one goes out to Shane Obershaw. Someday they're going to say that. <laughs> After we have Lars on the show. Yeah, you're going to say that's my, that's my biggest bucket list item. My jam, bro. I just picture this opening up a show. I'm good. <laughs> I love how we're complete opposites. You love it as a closer. I do like it as a closer. I think it's it works, but... Got it. We've done both. Yeah. I love how he said bread fan early there. Way too early. Yeah, a little excited. He's like, oh, man, the show's almost over. Shower, women. <laughs> I'm 10 minutes away from a shower. Beautiful women and a lot of Coors Light. Yep. Jaeger. Tour bus. Airplane. Party time. I take back the tour bus statement. They were airplane by this time. Yeah. They were in a in a Beechcraft King Air already. Turboprop era. Yeah, a little bit before the Jets. Yeah, they weren't in the Jet yet. Not the Black Album Turboprop either. The smaller King Air version. I'd still take it. Not a bad way of getting around. Great airplane. Now, 
Not even close to the L1 version, but okay. Nope. And that's, again, Kirk's Jimi Hendrix influence of just playing whatever he feels like playing. But it works. It's probably where I get it from in all, a lot of the solos that I play of his. Where I feel like I'll sometimes just go off into something that's very Kirk style, but... Yeah, but it works. Yeah. It's not note for note. You play a lot of note for note shit, but there's a few songs where you go off. Yeah, and it's, it's usually songs that Kirk would go off and do something in. Like, if he'll improv this, I'm going to improv it. Right. Gives it that authentic live feel. Yeah. How many times tonight have we said, I love that part? Uh, twice. <laughs> or I probably say, that's so cool. That was three times. Or I say, oh, hell yeah. Both. I can't think of anything more to talk about because, dude, I I feel like I just played a show watching this. Yeah, I know. I'm feeling exhausted <laughs> watching them play this. I'm like, man. Maybe it, we need to go take a shower and go to the locker room full of women. Right. It's been one long night even for us. <laughs> I'll fire up the airplane. If you let every ounce of energy out if you have it. Yep. Whatever you got left, fucking leave it on that stage. Last 10 seconds right here. One hell of a freaking show, man. Oh, there it goes again. Toss That's about the fourth toss of the night. Yeah. Oh, and then his tech. There I we go. Not toss that nice bowling work, ball. Nice work, Kirk. <laughs> yeah, the bowling ball. Think of that. Cool how they ended that with that zoom in of the title. Dude, we talk about this show a lot. It's that was fun. It's about time. It was a long time coming. It was. We've discussed it a lot and teased people with it, but it's finally here. And I really hope everybody enjoys it. Sorry if some of the stuff we said was kind of goofy or stupid, but hey, we were just having a good time. Oh, look at Lars's ass. See, having there a good time is. just like them. That's a great time. <laughs> Please don't ever do that to me. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to worry about Chris doing it. He would do something like that. He would, too. <laughs> nice fake puke, James. Sort of almost do it. So fucking hard. Old green tennis grip tape on the Regal. Thanks for the beer shower, James. Hey, I love getting beer and spit dumped on me. Right. Just think those sticks are going for 200 bucks on eBay now. Right. The Regal tips. Because some jackass held on to them for fucking 30 years. Yeah, basically. Basically. No more. Thank you, goodnight, Seattle. Off to the shower. Thank you, and podcast for all world, and goodnight. <laughs> <laughs> Robes again. Because nothing more that I want than when I'm hot and sweaty is to put a big fucking, like, <laughs> blanket on me. Time to take the shirt off and go stand outside when there's 20 below out up north. Right. Hey, look. James is on vocals. Lars is on drums. Kirk is on lead guitar. Did you know that? No. 
Great credit. I love how it's handwritten. The classic E's that have never had the right. the back line. Solid, dude. That was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a great episode, man. A long one, but it was fun. Two hours and 20 minutes of, God, by the time this is over with our banter in the beginning, two and a half hours. Whew. Hope you guys enjoy it. I need some Coors Light. I need some Liquid Deaths, and I'm heading to bed. Me too, man. It was a fun time. Let's do it again soon. Let's do it. Good night from APFA. See ya. See ya. I cannot bear to witness.